We want to thank Brother Don for following the Spirit of the Lord this morning. And uh, God, the many that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. When we allow God's Spirit. And, uh, amen. Heard some wonderful comments on the banquet last night. The food was wonderful. Some said they thought the fellowship was better than the food, but the food was great. And we want to thank everyone that was involved in making that to happen. And they had it all cleaned up this morning. I went down to Life Center early this morning. I was surprised. They had it all cleaned up and everything back in place. So it's wonderful how that kind of labors, preparing it, getting it all put together and putting everything back in place. I don't know whether you can have anything any better than that to go in there and just sit down and eat and have a wonderful time. Appreciate you being here today. For a few moments, we'd like to turn our thoughts. God wants his house full. And not just this building, but he wants us as individuals full of the Spirit of God. Know you not that you are the temple of God. And that's where he lives, is inside of us. He wants us full of the Spirit of God. You take your Bible, if you'd like to, and turn to the book of Luke, the 14th chapter. We're going to read from verse 14 to 21. Luke 14 to 21. Praise God. Amen. Next Sunday morning, we will have a communion. Then we will preach about Christ's birth for Christmas and celebrating this Christmas. There will be no service that afternoon and neither that Wednesday. And did I get that right? Okay, thank you. All right, listen to what Jesus says. Go out quickly. Sister Richardson mentioned to us last Sunday we should practice reading the full gospel and just read the red. Just read the red. Dr. Larry Lee from Dallas one time said, read the red and pray the power. You need to know what Jesus says. He's got some wonderful things to say. He said, go out quickly unto the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. Verse 22. And the servants said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. Yet there is room. Verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servants, Go in the highways and the byways and compel them to come in that my house may be full. God wants his, this house full, but more than anything else in the world, he wants this house right here full. He wants your house full. If we want to get our homes blessed, the first thing we've got to do is get our house full and get the church full. We must be full of the things of God. Jesus said even those who are too busy to come, even in the Bible, the people was too busy to come. 
But God says, I want you full. I want my house full of the things of God. Matthew 9, 37 and 38. Jesus sees enough to make his house full. He says, the harvest is truly plentiful, and the labors are few. Pray you, therefore, that the Lord Jesus, he's, he's the Lord of the harvest, of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers unto his harvest. Jesus said there are enough people, special needs people, to make my house full. But he wants you full, you full, on fire, blazing for the kingdom of God. That, that, that's his desire, to fill us with the kingdom of God. Jesus said, pray that thy kingdom come. It's the kingdom of God that he wants to come to this world. So it, as in heaven it shall be where? In earth. God wants what's happening in heaven to happen inside of us. The blessings of God. Unlimited. God is unlimited. He has no limits. And he wants his house full. He said the poor, the maimed, the blind, the halt. I will fill their souls with new wine and light and salt. And I'll make them worthy vessels. Worthy vessels. I will make them worthy vessels. Keith was telling me about a young lady that he was talking to here recently. She attends another church. She goes out in her community and she finds the worst people in that community she can find. The very worst. She gets two or three of them and starts praying with them. She starts inviting them to the house of God. She starts disciplining them. I mean, discipling them. And then she starts praying with them that God fill them with the Holy Ghost. And they're getting full of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter how bad somebody is when they're discipled and work with them, God will fill them with what? How many is glad that God filled you with the Holy Ghost? He filled you with His Spirit. So she is making disciples. She's following the plan of God, what God says for us to do, to get the worst kind. Matthew 6, 22, Jesus said, the whole body shall be full of light. How I many you know when you're full of the presence of God, there's nothing else in the world can get in there. It's like a well springing up. St. John 7, 38 said, Out of your most inner being shall come rivers of living waters. Rivers, not just one, but rivers. I would encourage you the next time you hear the mighty red is over its banks to go up US 59 or go up to Bowie County and New Boston and, and drive across the mighty red and see what she's doing. That's what God wants to happen in our lives. Rivers of living waters coming out of our lives. I mean, believe it, God has no limits. He has no limits as his blessings to flow out of our lives and bless us. 
Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. I'm the salt of the earth. And what he is, we are what? Also. David went toward the giant with a sling and a stone and speaking. The Bible said he ran. He told the giant, this day the Lord will deliver you in my hands. This day. You defile the armies of the living God long enough. I want you to know he was the only one out of all Israel had the courage to go against him. The only one. The Philistines had sent their champion out. Thinking that he would destroy the Israelites. I want you to know the devil has somebody assigned to you to bring you down. He's put a giant in your life. Worry, fear it anxiety, frustration will bring you down. It keeps you from living the spiritual life that God wants you to live with what he intended you to live. The Bible said, David said, this day, this day the Lord is going to deliver you into my hands. And I am going to cut your head off. And I'm going to feed your flesh to the fowl. He went running. His slang is a type of the tongue. In that slang was a stone, which is a type of the Word of God, which the builders has set it naught. Don't never set the Word of God at naught. Pay attention to what the Word says. And as that slang went round and around, he released the stone, and it hit its target. God has given us our tongue to speak the Word of God in faith, against our enemies and we will see our enemies come down because he cannot withstand what the word of God says in giving our life. God says I want your house full. Amen. Why don't you go on a clap for the Lord. Listen God wants your house full. He wants you to take the word of God and use your tongue and put the word of God on your tongue and run toward the word of God in faith. You say, what is running? You don't have to run physically. You speak it believing what God has said. It's going to bring your enemy down. Why don't you start speaking to your enemy? No weapon formed against you shall be able to stand when you are speaking the word of God. It is not us, but it's the word of God that has the power and has authority. He wants us full of his spirit. He wants us full. Full. My cup runneth over. Is that what David said? My cup runneth over. He wants to give light in our, in our body. George Mueller was asked this question at, the 80, at, at his birthday at the age of 90. They asked him this question. What was the secret of your happiness of all these blessings which God has visited upon you. said, what is your secret of all these blessings that God has visited upon you that has made you so happy? I mean, you know, the Christians are to be the happiest people on this earth. There should be nobody on this earth 
more happier than we are. Amen? Because the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. Uh, you ought to read the life of George Mueller, what he went through with. He said, but one of them is having been able by grace to mount a good conscience. By grace. I mean, you know, we're seeing abound, grace much more abound. By grace, he said, I have been able day by day to maintain a happy spirit before God. It's not him doing it, but what? Doing it? Grace is making him happy. Day by day, he said. 1 John 1, 14 said, We all have beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God wants us full of what? Grace and what? Truth. The word grace means the favor of God. How many wants the favor of God? He wants his favor inside you. He wants his truth inside you. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall do what? Make you what? Free from worry, fear, anxiety, all these things that plagues us. We can be free. Thank God I'm free. Amen? I'm free. Praise God. I'm not just... I mean, hallelujah. Verse 16, and said, His fullness have we all received the grace for grace. He wants us full of grace, full of truth. Then he said, number two, that he was a lover of God's Word and his obedience to God day by day and fellowship with God day by day in his word. That's what makes me happy. How I many know that you can live a happy life in this world? Don't count your problems, count your what? How many people are counting your problems? When the Bible said count your blessings, David said I can't count them, they're what? Too many. I challenge you today to start counting your what? Count your blessings and see how your life will begin to change. He wants you full, overrunning, and the blessings of God and the fullness of God in our lives, the wonderful blessings of God in our lives. St. John 17, 38 said, Rivers of living waters will flow out of your most inner beings. We are a clay vessel. At the wedding feast, they told Jesus, said, uh, they're out of wine. He said, go get the water pots, clay pots, and fill them how? Do what? Fill them to the brim. It means to fill it where it's beginning to run over. Fill it high and above. And they drew out the water and carried it in. I don't know when it changed, but somewhere at the time they drew it out and they carried it in. And Acts 2 said suddenly, a rushing mighty wind from heaven filled all the house where they were sitting. 
They were just sitting. I mean, you can receive the best that God has for your life just by sitting. We are of a world that's going in a hurry and going nowhere. Have you ever noticed that? But God said, while they were sitting, suddenly a rush of mighty wind came and filled the whole house where they were sitting. I'd like to see this place right here filled with the Holy Ghost from the top up yonder, down the side, and saturate this place, saturate that parking lot out there like the cloud over the children of Israel every day. The cloud was over them, which was a type of the Holy Ghost, and it filled all the house, and then it filled all the people that was in the house, and everybody was watching said they're full of new wine. When they began to speak in tongues, they're full of new wine. I mean, I believe it. God wants you full of new wine. Not just one-time experience. Acts 4 said, and they prayed, and the place was shaken. I'd like to see this place when we pray, this building to shake. Amen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. When this building starts shaking under the power of God, and all the people begin to start shaking, and the Bible said they all, they all receive the Holy Ghost. Listen, don't buy into this old thing. You don't get born but one. You may get just born one time, but you don't get filled one time. The book of Ephesians said, Be you filled with the Spirit. It's a Greek terminology of men constantly refilled and staying full of the Spirit of God. He wants your house what? Full. He wants this house full. Wants you full of the kingdom of God and the blessings of God. Praise God. Wants you full. Amen. Good things are going to happen today in your life. Someone mentioned in Sunday school class. I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Sister Petty said, when you get up, start thanking the Lord. And Diane said, Joyce Meyer said, when you open your eyes before you get up, start doing what? Thanking the Lord. How many does that? When you first open your eyes, you start thanking the Lord. Or you open your eyes and say, good Lord, it's morning. You ought to shout hallelujah. Amen. My daddy used to tell us when we was kids, any day you get up and you get both feet on the floor, you know it's going to be a good day. When you open your eyes and wake up in the morning, you ought to say, good morning, Holy Ghost. What are we going to do today? What kind of plan do we have today? Amen. How I many know that God has a good plan for your life when you're full of the Spirit of God? If you're not full, he wants to fill you until you run over. Many, many years ago, some of the women was praying around the altar for this person. And one woman said, pack her full, Lord, pack her full. Pack her full because she leaks. Listen, sometimes our spirit has a tendency to leak out on us. That's why we got to be what? Refilled. Refilled. Peggy. I don't know what you'd call it, but her car, she won't let that needle get blow half full. And she's riding with me in that truck. She'll turn that old head over and look, says, you, you need some gas. I said, I got to have a tank. You still need some gas. I said, let's stop and get some. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, you need to stay full of the Spirit of God because you never know what's going to happen when you might need that. 
Amen? You never know what you're going to come up against. But if you're full of the Spirit of God and got the Word of God on your tongue and speaking to the things of God, your enemy going to fall before your eyes. Going to fall before your eyes. The wonderful things of God. It's the Holy Ghost and fire that is keeping me alive. These clay vessels were filled with water pots until they ran over. And then when they buried it out, it turned into wine because it was full. It was full. St. John 3.34 said, God never gives the Spirit by measure. He always gives it in its fullness. He never rations it out. How many know how blessed we are here today in America? Some of you are not old enough. I don't really remember World War II. I come along right at the tail end of it. But I remember rations. I remember when you couldn't buy, go buy a tire. If you need a tire now, you can go down here at the discount or somewhere else and drive in there and tell them you need a new tire, and what do you get? You get a new tire. Sugar was rationed. Coffee was rationed. Other things had rationed. If you had a flat on side of the road, you got out, took the tar off the car, broke it down, fixed the tube right there, and pumped it back up with a hand pump because you couldn't buy a tar. Listen, God has not got us on a ration. He's got us on his fullness of blessings that's pouring from heaven like a mighty rushing wind constantly consistent in our lives. And filling us every day. He has no rations. Are you full of the Spirit of God? God wants you full. He wants you to stay full. Revelation 3.18 says, Anoint thy eyes with eyesight. They might see. This is the Laocian church he's talking to. Which church we are today. It says, we have the mind of Christ. We all have received his fullness. Christ encourages the church, the little sin, to give up things and turn to the wisdom of God and turn to his ways and to his glorious love for us. How he loves us. He loves us. Acts 2.13 and said, these men or these vessels, how many of you just a vessel. Paul called us a clay container, but we're full of the Spirit of God. Remember one time Peggy's father, Frank Yump, was in the Brooks's hospital visiting somebody, and he was talking to someone, and this person looked at him and said, you're sort of religious, aren't you? I mean, you know, God wants us to be religious about his kingdom and his blessings in our lives. Be full of the Spirit of God. He wants us full he wants us to stay full. He wants us to stay full. Here is added another great gracious encouragement. Luke 5. Jesus said, Simon, launch out into the deep. Let not your let down your nets pearl for a catch. I forgot this brother's name sent to Brother Michael. What was it? No, 
He mentioned this Sunday school class. At a good thing. And if we would follow Jesus' commandments and live them, our commandment is to seek, to save that which is lost. That's our first commandment. That's what we're to do. That's why we're here. Praise God. I pray daily, God, I don't know how many more years i got left on this earth, but I'm glad you left me here this long. But the rest of my life, I'm going to spend it. All my energy, everything within me, for the kingdom of God. He said, launch out into the deep for a great catch. We know this story well. But how many you know we got to hear things over, over, and over? Over and over and over. But Peter didn't want to do that. The visible eye will never see the invisible God. The visible eye will never understand what the kingdom of God has in mind. Peter says there's nothing out there. How many is ready this morning to do it over again? How many is ready you have failed many, many times? Is anybody in here beside me that's failed many, many times? Many times have I failed in my life. But I am ready to do it over again. I'm ready to try again. Peter was ready to try it again. He said, nevertheless, Lord, at thy word, I will try one more time. I mean, that all God's asked us to do is do what? Well, I've tried it many times, and I've failed. But Peter says, there's nothing out there. I'm a fisherman. I know all about it. I, I know there's nothing out there. I'm tired and weary. He said, all the nets have been cleaned. I'm not no fisherman, and I don't never intend to be one. Someone called me quite some time ago, said, I want to bring you a mess of fish. I said, are they clean? He said, no. I said, don't bring them. Carry them somewhere else. I'm not going to clean no fish when I can go down at Brookshire's and buy them. Carry them home and just drop them in the pot, you know. And I'm not going to do that as long as I can go out here at Jack's. <laughs> hey, man, you call me whatever you want to, you know. But Peter said, I, I, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. At thy word. Listen, don't never move except by the word of God. If you don't have the approval of the word of God, don't move. Be like David. Set on the mulberry tree until you hear the rushing among the leaves. That meant the angels' army was rustling the leaves. Get up and go to battle. He said, at your word, at your word, I'll get up and go do it. But notice something else here. How many has ever been a fisherman clean nets? I've seen Peggy's aunt, Mildred Kirkland, had to clean nets. Uncle Alvis, he was a commercial fisherman. That is hard work to clean them old nets. Every so often they had to take them out of the water and wash them. Because once they get dirty, they're not going to catch fish. Listen, long as there's dirt in our lives, in our spirit, we're never going to catch fish. God only uses clean vessels, clean hands. 
You cannot mistreat people and expect God to bless your life. He said, who shall see the Lord? Those who got clean hands is where you treat people. And those that's pure in their heart. He says, there's been a lot of work cleaning these nets. And all we're going to do is just waste them. I don't really, I'm going to just don't care. How many, how many boys are they going to carry? One. I'm just going to carry one. I'm not going to dirty these other nets. Jesus saw something Peter didn't see. How many believe that God sees something we don't see? God sees blessings for us that we don't have no imagine what they are today. I believe there's a blessing for every one of us today like we have never seen before. We ought to pray that something new fashion heaven in our lives every day of our lives. Don't be just like Peter was. But he said, I'll do it again. I'll try it again. Amen. And he went out at only how many nets did he carry? One. Just one. Jesus said, carry what? Nets. I don't know how many that means. I know it's more than one. But he just cared what? Notice his unbelief. He didn't really believe there's nothing going to happen. When Jesus is aboard your boat and he's in command of your life and you're full of the presence of God and he tells you to take more than one net, take all that he says. Out to sea they went to a deep place. Place that's already been, Brother Michael, been fished over. Been fished over. How many times you hear this? Well, this community been burned over. Don't nobody want God. That is a lie from the pits of hell. This community is full of people that wants God. When God begins to move on them. How many believe that? I know I've told you this many times, but I'm going to say it again. When I went to church with Peggy, I didn't go to find the Lord. He was the furthest thing from my mind. I didn't have my thoughts on God. I went to hold her hand on the back seat. That's the only reason I was a-going. But I remember one night when Brother Cardwell preached, I tell you, something got a hold of my life. I mean, you know, the Holy Ghost got a hold of my life, and he won't let me go. Listen, God... Hallelujah can save them anywhere. I don't care if they're not interested in God. He can make them become hungry for God. Hungry for God. Down went that net. And suddenly, a great catch. And the net began to break. And they call their partners. Wouldn't that be wonderful? You get this church here, just get so many full of the Holy Ghost. And the nets began to break. And the church seemed like it just overflooded. And you're going to have to call in some partners to help take care of them. They had to call in some partners. And the Bible said they caught so many fish, they began to sink both ships. How many believe it's something good going to happen to you today? Anybody in here believe something good is going to happen to you today? Some say, well, I don't know yet. I'll have to wait and find out. Then it's not going to happen. You, you, you're not going to. Come on now. You, you're not going to receive anything if you don't expect it. You've got to expect something. The lame man at the gate been laying there for 40 years, taking him back and forth, 40 years. But here was one day coming along. Peter been by that way before. Jesus been by that same road before. These disciples have been that same road before. But this one day, the Spirit of the Lord spoke into their hearts. And said, pray for this guy. He said, such as I have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I give unto you. Rise up and walk. And the Bible said he expected to receive. 
You must expect to receive. I mean, believe it, God is really working. Chris Pettit, we're, we're, we're thankful for the job you got. He just got a new job up the prison system with Randy Garrison and him, the job he's been wanting. How many know that when Sister Pettit, she mentioned something in Sunday school class the other day about praying for her children? Listen, God will answer your prayers when you pray. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Marquise hadn't been working. He had a dream. He'd been dreaming. I don't know how long you've been dreaming. Long time. I don't know how long time he is. That could be a day, but anyhow. But a long time. But the other day he went for an interview for a job. And they said, you're just the man we've been looking for. Can you go to work tomorrow? I want you to know when you pray and you expect. Well, I've been expecting a long time. Ken said in the Sunday school class the other day, he prayed earnestly and fasted for the job that he's got for two years and nothing happened. But one day, a great catch, one day. Listen, one day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. We count days. God doesn't count days. He said it today. It may be another year, two years, but with him it's one day. Your dream will be fulfilled if you don't grow weary and well-doing. The problem is people grow weary and well-doing. They quit dreaming amen without a vision people what when people loses a vision to create and to claim the things of God they start perishing you got to believe what God has said and stay full of the Spirit of God stay full hallelujah it was the condition that Jesus was setting for a miracle. I mean, you know, the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. We look at the empty pews and we get what? Somebody want to help me out? What, what do we do? We get discouraged. Our feathers fall down. Our spirits are low. But the trying of your faith is more what? Precious than gold. God allows us to try our faith. Praise God. Trying of your faith is precious. Precious. This great catch of fish. Jonah 2 and 8. The fish had swallowed him. He's in the belly of the whale. If you're ever up at Branson, Missouri, you need to go see Noe and what? Noe's Ark. No, no, I'm not. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Do what? Jonah. So you saw Jonah, didn't you? I tell you, after seeing that, I, I understood why he wouldn't go to Nineveh. When they began to read the characters and things that were going on in Nineveh and how, how they were to outsiders, when somebody's pretty well come into their community, they automatically killed them. They didn't want no outsiders there. I tell you, it was something. But I tell you, no wonder he didn't want to go. Amen? He didn't want to go. He run away. He run down and got on a boat. And then he, he, then he 
personally really committed suicide. He said, if y'all just throw me over, said everything's going to be all right. Just kill me. Just kill me and throw me over and everything's going to be all right. But God had a plan for his life. I want you to know this morning, God's got a plan for your life. When you're discouraged and don't know what to do, and you're sort of reluctant to obey God, God has a plan for your life. And he, hallelujah, you may get thrown overboard and feel like being thrown overboard, but I want you to know God has a plan for your life. There's something going to swim along beside of you and catch you and preserve you and put you out on the road that you need to go. But I want you to notice what he said inside that well. Seaweeds. If you go see this thing, you, you, you'll see it. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful picture how that man was in that bed as well. They got it so played out. Amen. All that. Well, anyhow, <laughs> it was something. It made you realize. This is what Jonah said. They'd observed lying vanities, forsake their mercy. What he's saying, if you observe the problems you're in, the troubles you're in, pays attention to them, you forsake the mercy of God that's able to deliver you. Amen. Jesus said, remember, Lot's wife. Why did he say that? That's all he said. Remember what? Lot's wife. And what happened when he remembered Lot's wife? What happened when Lot's wife done what? Listen to me. It's a dangerous thing to ever look back. There's such danger to ever looking back. Sister Sue, come on up. I know you. God's giving you something. I want to encourage you, when God gives you something, let, let's take our time and just wait upon the Lord and let him speak. Brother Don's not the only vessel in this church. I'm not the only vessel. You're not the only vessel. God speaks through his people. That's the only way he can work, through his people. Sister Sue, go right ahead. Take your time. Well, I really didn't want to come up here, but God kept nudging me. And I do want to be obedient in my life. Some of y'all have heard me this before. There's some that haven't. But God gave me a new word today. Years ago, back in the early 70s, I lived in the little house that's right here by the church. There was, I, we had a barn that was sitting where this church is now sitting. I can't remember exactly what was going on in my life, but it wasn't good. I had problems. I had, I had troubles. I walked up the hill one day, opened the barn door, and I sat down in the barn, and I cried out to the Lord, and I cried physical tears, and I wept before the Lord, and I heard him say, someday, someday, you'll sit here and you'll see something good. Well, I've done that, y'all. I've sit here. I've seen this church be built. I've seen people come. I've seen people be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. But lately, God's put a new word down in my heart. That not only will I sit here and see something good, but I will sit here and see something great. Great. And that's great for the Lord. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of His kingdom. And I want to be a worker in his kingdom. It takes each one of us being a light where we go. Each of us travel a different path every day. And all we can do is be that light that Jesus has put inside of us. And, and obviously I'm not as young as I used to be. So I'm expecting 
what Jean, the Jean Meadows prophecy the other day about suddenly and suddenly something great is going to happen. Thank you. Praise God. Peter was willing to try again after failure. Are you willing to try again after you failed? Are you willing to get up and say, I'm going to try again? I'm going to try one more time. They asked Thomas Edison, said, how does it feel? Failed 10,000 times trying to create a light bulb. He said, I don't know. They ain't never failed. I got 10,000 ways to tell you it won't work. I want to encourage you to keep trying, keep believing. And Jesus told Peter, said, from this day forward, you will catch men. That was the purpose of painting a picture. Jesus painted Peter a picture. This day, you will catch men. You will see the power of God operate in men and in your life. And the Bible said he forsook his ships and left it in the hands of his servant. What does that mean now? He forsook the ships and left it what? In the hands of the servants. It means Peter was not no poor man. He owned the business. But he forsook all for the kingdom of God. Just to catch men. How many want to catch a man? I'm not talking about you women now. <laughs> How many of you want to catch, a, catch, catch some fish before you leave this world? Be responsible for catching somebody. Rick Peel sits over today. Is this right? Because of William May. Sometimes it's no more than just inviting them to do what? To come to church and let the Lord work on their lives. Something good is going to happen today. Jesus said, follow my examples. Make my house full. Make the clay vessels full. Make my kingdom full. I want my kingdom to come. And the Bible said there was a great multitude of fish. We're going to close with that. He wants his house full. Satan is the spirit of hopelessness. He spreads hopelessness. God spreads hope, faith, encouragement, good news, goodwill toward all men. God bless you. What kind of day are you going to have? What kind of day? And some people say, well, I don't know yet. Well, you, if you plan it, you're going to what? Get it. They asked one of the world's famous architects, what is the greatest building you ever designed? He said, I don't know. I hadn't done it yet. Praise God. Your greatness is not behind you. Your greatness is in front of you. It's what God has planned for your life. Samson done more damage to the Philistine nation in few moments than he did all the years of his life. He destroyed more because God wasn't through with him. 
you ought to say, God, not through with me. The wonderful blessings of God. The wonderful blessings of God. Let me pray over if you don't mind, please. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus you sent to us. We thank you for all of your people that's here today. And the blessings of the Lord is going to be richly upon them. The angels, the flaming spirits is going to walk with them. And whatever they walk and whatever they do today, there's going to be an increase in their life. And the blessings of the Lord is going to be upon their seed and their grandchildren. As far off as the Lord our God shall call, we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.